Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 269. I think the biggest question I get asked is, who takes your photos or how do you get such good photos of yourself? Back in episode 155, all about how I doubled my Instagram growth in a month, I share that simply sharing more of me helped increase my engagement and boost my follower count. I know that posting pictures of mainly you might feel weird and icky and maybe even selfish or too self-promotional, especially if you're more used to showing your life over yourself. Posting pictures with you front and center is an odd hurdle to jump over, but I want to encourage you to get out in front of your camera to show your face, be bold and be you. The thing is, when I started looking into my numbers and Instagram post performance stats, I saw that photos with me in them did about three times better than the cute flat lays or the pretty scenery or the stylish home photos. I really don't care about the numbers for the sake of popularity or vanity reasons, but to reframe my thinking and to consider that my social media performance reflects how many people I am directly impacting and introducing to me and also my brand, it makes it a whole lot easier to put myself out there when I think about it in terms of community rather than self-promotion. Trust me, showing up more in my feed did not feel natural at first. In fact, it felt really narcissistic to be posting so much me. I remember texting my sister and being like, are you sick of seeing my face? Because I was doing that month-long experiment that I break down in episode 155. Now, I didn't want people to start thinking I was so into myself or to come across as off-putting to my audience. My goal is always to grow with my audience and to meet them where they're at. And I didn't want posting photos of pretty much solely me to take away from that mission. But I think that's one of those mindset blocks that we all face, especially as women. We often feel a pull to put others first and to be nurturers. So intentionally putting myself out there and posting photos of me it really actually just felt strange, but it was also this like fun challenge. It pushed me to grow more comfortable with being in the spotlight. And it allowed me to share even more stories that held meaning in my heart. I wasn't trying to be deep and introspective with a random picture of a beach. And when it's a photo of you, it allows you to share much more vulnerably because your thoughts and stories directly relate back to you. People can visualize you in that moment and people want to see your face and, and the human that connects with that story. 
There's something brave and authentic about showing up with our messes and our triumphs and sharing them in a way that encourages, a way that puts a face with what's really being told. Anyway, more on how to incorporate and experiment with more photos of you and your feed is back in episode 155. I highly encourage you to take a listen if you haven't already listened in on that one and dig into why it matters and why you should be showing up more online. But for today, we're diving deeper than just pictures of you. We're talking about how to get incredible photos that actually reflect your personality and your soul. I think people often stress about finding the time or figuring out what to wear or trying to not look awkward or picking the perfect edit. And I'm here to tell you that it doesn't take rocket science mixed with astrophysics to figure out how to get an awesome standout heart reflecting photos of yourself for your feed or your website or any of your marketing materials or heck just for your life. It can really be quite simple actually, but it takes a little bit of planning and intentionality. What it does not take or shouldn't take is a bunch of money, hours of stress and time, and a photography degree. No, ma'am, that's a whole lot of BS, but I think we start telling ourselves that when we feel the tug to post because it's been four days and you're tempted to share the 17th photo from a beach trip you took three months ago, we feel that. We get it. I understand it's enticing to share the pretty photos or the most beautiful things, but think about the people you follow for a quick sec. Who do you relate to the most? Who do you connect with deeply? Even if you've never met them in real life, I'll be willing to bet it's the people who aren't afraid to share their workspace, even if it's a little cluttered or messy. It's the people who post photos of their families, even if two of the kids aren't looking at the camera and the baby's crying. It's the people who snap a shot in their home without everything perfectly positioned and placed, and maybe even a few dishes in the kitchen sink. So we don't always prefer perfection, okay? We don't feel drawn to flawless reflections of life. We are captivated by humility and creativity and rawness and vulnerability and the beauty that comes with it. There's a lot of talk on the gram about whether the things we're posting are Insta-worthy, and you've probably seen it in stories or posts about the best Insta-worthy meals or decor or style, but the thing is, those pretty things that look Insta-worthy aren't usually really relatable. I want to invite you to break out of the mindset and the behavior of only pursuing and posting Insta-worthy content. If it makes you happy, if it lights you up, if you find beauty in it, that's what makes something Instagram worthy. So without further ado, let's jump into my top five tips for getting great photos that don't just look good on the gram, but also make you and your followers feel good because that's the goal in connecting with others on social media, right? All right, let's do this. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Thanks to Grammarly for supporting the Gold Digger podcast. Grammarly is a communication tool that helps people improve their writing to be mistake-free, clear, and effective. Start writing confidently by going to Grammarly.com slash Gold Digger to get 20% off a Grammarly premium account today. 
Thanks to Fiverr for supporting Gold Digger. Fiverr's marketplace connects businesses with freelancers who offer hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film and photo editing, and more. Take five and check out Fiverr.com and you'll receive 10% off your first order by using my code Gold Digger. Tip number one, rock the self-timer. Guys, self-timers are one of the most underutilized but totally transformative tools for your photo game. They're especially helpful if you're a solopreneur, you work from home, or you have a remote team. Like Those are all things that happen to me. Most importantly of all, they're totally cost-free and pressure-free. Most of us have phones that can take pretty great quality photos these days, and they all come equipped with these rock stars called self-timers. You don't need a fancy camera or a tripod to get started, which is so great, especially for people that are just getting into taking pictures of themselves. Just prop your phone up between two shoes or a couple of thick books and set your countdown. You'll definitely need to play with it a bit to get the timing down, but this is a great way to experiment with what works well for you because there's no pressure or stress of other people or no rush to get the perfect shot in two or three takes. So let's chat about a few tips for getting an awesome photo with your phone. Number one, I do this every time. Whenever we're on vacation and I see people taking a selfie, I always offer like, hey, you want me to grab a photo for you? Clean the lens. We do not realize how much stuff comes into contact with our camera lens on our phone. So just give it a quick wipe down with a soft cloth or on your t-shirt before shooting. Get any dust and smudges off of it to create the clearest snapshot possible. This is a good habit to get into before taking any photos on your phone, self-timer or not. I literally do this every single time. Next, find good lighting. You want to take photos in natural light, but not like direct sunlight with really harsh shadows. The best place to take a photo is with your face facing a window with natural light coming through. So the best time to take photos is when the light is softer. So maybe think mid-morning or whenever it's overcast, but I ran into this all the time as a wedding photographer. People didn't understand. They were like, oh, a sunny day. This is amazing. And I'm like, yes, I love this sun too. But sunlight casts these really harsh shadows. So you have this weird thing that looks like a mustache or you're squinting. And so I would always bring people to natural lighting that is in even situation. So you can face a window, but you don't want the sun directly on your face. I love overcast lighting because it makes it so that there aren't these harsh, awkward shadows. So find the best light look into the light. A lot of times I see people that they have windows behind them, but really you want to face the light. Let the light hit your face. Find the best place that you can, whether you're recording Instagram stories or taking a photo, but really take a second, ask yourself, is this good lighting? Now, here's another tip. I have to teach my mom this all the time. Mom, I know you're listening. Stop zooming in. Never, ever, ever zoom. If you want a closer up photo, move your phone set up closer to you. Zooming in manually on a camera, especially on a phone camera, can take away the quality of your photo. And it might even make it more difficult for your phone's camera to focus when you get into position. Stop zooming for real. Mom, stop zooming. (laughs) I love you. Next, if you have it, take advantage of portrait mode. You know those super professional looking pictures where the subject is in focus and then the background is all blurred? In photography speak, we call that bokeh. But a lot of phone cameras can achieve that look nowadays using what's called portrait mode. It's super great for headshots and really make your face bright and your personality pop off the screen. 
Drew and I were at dinner last night and he was like, Hey, let me grab a picture of you and Conley. And he's like, I'm going to do portrait mode. And, and so we just had to back up a little bit because somehow it kind of gets really up in your face. But the photo was so beautiful. I'm like, it looks like we just took that on a camera. And so if you have a phone that has portrait mode, take advantage of it. And lastly, have fun with it. Like, don't take yourself too seriously. I know it feels so weird to like hit the self timer and then run and like hold your cup of coffee and try to look cute. When we put ourselves out there and when we get front and center in our photo stream, it can be really easy to be your own worst critic and to think like everything stinks. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. But you have to turn that mentality around and become your biggest cheerleader, especially as you start to get comfortable with this new experience and figure out what works for you. Turn on your favorite music, get a glass of wine, promise yourself an episode of The Office once you're done, whatever motivates you, whatever makes you happy and allows your personality to shine through to the other side of the lens, do it. I swear a couple fake laughs, like let it out like a big ha ha ha. You might feel slightly nuts, but it works. You'll really end up laughing for real. And that's one of the best ways that you can get a shot that is you genuinely enjoying life. I love self timers because I feel so uncomfortable when people take my picture. Like it just feels so awkward. And so I'll use the self timer on my phone, but I'll also use it on my camera. So if you do have a nice DSLR, there's something called interval timer shooting where you can set it up so that your camera will shoot in an interval. So what that means is on my camera, I shoot on a Nikon D750. There's this interval setting. And so I can say, take five shots every 10 seconds. And I'll hit the shutter and it'll take five shots every 10 seconds for however many intervals I set. So I could get 50 shots in one try where I can move around and I can, I can change my pose and I can change the way that I'm smiling or the setting. And I can do that just once and get 50 shots in the same setup and then just pick the one that I like the best. So know that there's opportunity to play if you do have a fancy camera, but it's not required to use a self-timer. There's also these little triggers that you can buy that connects your camera to you. Some cameras even have an app where you can hit and it'll make the shutter fire. So there are so many opportunities for you to get good photos. I want for you to stop using that as an excuse and start self-timering up. So are you feeling good about taking photos of yourself? Are you starting to figure out what poses make you feel comfortable, how you can get that authentic smile? Awesome, because now there are some scenarios where you just need someone else to take your picture. Asking people to take your photo is sometimes awkward. I mean, not everyone wants to become an Instagram husband, but I've got you on this one. So number two, ask a friend or a loved one to help. So maybe you've run out of self-timer ideas or you've taken 100 photos in front of every perfectly natural lit spot in your home. You want to mix things up, but you're not fully ready to invest in a photographer. And that's totally okay. You probably have plenty of people in your life who know you and love you and who would be happy to offer a supportive hand if you reached out for it. It's okay to ask someone to snap a few photos of you in your element. And more likely than not, your loved ones will be more than happy to help you. We grow and connect with one another on a deeper level when we find the courage to humble ourselves and just ask for help. So don't be afraid to seek out some support. 
I can't tell you how many photos Drew or my mom has taken of me. I mean, when we were on a recent trip, it was me and my mom and Conley. We were in California for Aerie. And I was like, hey, mom, could you just snag a few photos of me and Conley? I'll set up the camera. I'll tell you where to stand. Can you just help me out? And my mom was like so excited. Like she got to document her daughter and granddaughter in their moments. And she felt so proud of herself. And so sometimes you just have to ask. I know it feels awkward, but if you explain to people why this matters or if people genuinely love you, they're going to be so happy to have these beautiful portraits of yourself. Now, the best thing you can do when you ask someone for their help is ask with grace and receive with grace. What I mean by that is most of the time, your friend probably isn't going to be an Ansel Adams level photographer who knows all the right angles and the lighting and the encouragement to offer up they'll pretty much only know how to click the photo button. And so it's up to you to be specific about what you want. Get the location, the props, the outfits, whatever else you'll need all ready before you get started. And then show them some types of photos or the looks that you're going for, or explain your vision before they start snapping away. Like we all perform much better when we go into situations knowing what to expect. So if you need a few shots from Instagram, or if you need to shoot several outfits and locations for batching purposes, be sure to let that person know how much of their time you'll be needing and what you're kind of going for. And truly, some of the best pictures are the completely unexpected, unposed, accidentally candid ones. Whether you're an artist or an accountant, a writer or a woodworker, a cook or a creator, get into your element and get busy. It doesn't always have to be hand in your hair with a big silly grin, although that's simply a really great place to start. The movement and motion of your daily routines and work and relationships can be so beautiful without trying hard or without trying at all. I always tell photographers or friends who are shooting Drew and I together, if we have a cute moment, don't ask to repeat it or make it weird. Just snap the photo. Those moments mean more to me than anything. I've been experiencing this a lot as a new mom. There are so many moments where I'm just like in the moment with my daughter, but I know like, oh man, this would be really cool to have. I've encouraged Drew, like if we're doing something cute or if you see something or if you just feel called, like pick up your camera and just take a picture. Don't make me feel awkward. Don't make me wonder what my hair looks like or if there's spit up on my shirt. I just want those candid moments. And so Drew and I kind of commit and challenge each other. Like each day, did you get a photo of just a moment, like a moment as it was unfolding that wasn't perfect or staged? And those candid photos can really make a difference. But I know that when you ask for help and when you explain, here's what I'm going to be using these for, here's why I need this, or here's why this matters. Here's how you can support me in this. Or when you can show examples, like sometimes I'll pull up photos for inspiration and be like, I kind of want to go for this look. It helps somebody who's not a professional figure out the angles or understand how you want to be set in the scene. Truly, just ask for help. I've got more photography tips to share, but I want to take a minute to thank Grammarly for supporting Gold Digger. Grammarly is a writing assistant that makes you look and sound smarter, and my team, we absolutely love it. When we're in the zone and just want to write a new blog post or podcast episode, Grammarly coaches us along to make sure we're not only using correct spelling and grammar, but since we use Grammarly Premium, it's also checking for advanced punctuation, structure, style within the context of what we're writing. It suggests different vocabulary and even edits for consistency 
conciseness and readability depending on the occasion. Because writing a business proposal or a college essay is different than a casual blog post or an Instagram caption, right? These days, no one forgets a spelling error on the internet. Don't let the grammar police get you. Have Grammarly catch it first. Head to Grammarly.com slash Digger to get 20% off your Grammarly premium account today. That's Grammarly.com slash Digger for 20% off your Grammarly premium account. Since we're on the topic of photography, I have to tell you how to outsource the editing of your photos. Use Fiverr. Fiverr's marketplace connects businesses with freelancers who offer hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, Photoshop, and more. You know I'm a huge fan of outsourcing, especially the tasks that I can do but I don't have to do, so Fiverr is a great way to find freelance talent to take on those jobs. Search by the service you need, say it's Photoshop, and then sort by price delivery time, and reviews. Maybe you snapped a photo, but you need the background removed to use in other graphics. You can just head to Fiverr. I searched photo editing real quick and found someone who can take the background off of your photo for $5 in three hours flat with over 1,000 five-star reviews. Fiverr gives you confidence working with freelancers because no transaction is complete until you're 100% satisfied with the work that you receive. And they even have 24-7 customer service that can walk you through any questions that come up. Take five and check out fiverr.com and you'll receive 10% off your first order by using my code GOLDDIGGER. It's so easy. Don't waste any more time and get the service you deserve by going to fiverr.com. Use the code GOLDDIGGER. Again, that's fiverr.com, code GOLDDIGGER. Tip number three is this. Hire a photographer. Once you're in a place where life gets too hectic to bust out the self-timer every day or you need a little bit more content than before, investing in a photographer can be an enormous game changer. Whether it's one time a month or one time a year or even quarterly or biannually, plan out the shoot with intentionality to get content that's cohesive and that makes you excited to share it. Keep it in tune with your brand and message. For example, if you're a career coach, you don't need to be taking fashion influencer photos with the most exuberant outfits against a street style backdrop. Like while it's great to showcase your unique flair, you never want to be or portray someone that you're not. That's just giving you more work to do anyway. So if you wear sweats and glasses and your hair piled on top of your head most days, show that that's real. You'll feel more comfortable and you'll attract the people who truly relate the most to you. Drew and I decided to do this this year. So we hired one photographer to shoot once per quarter. And it was mostly just for family photos. I wanted to make sure that this first year of life, we're taking a chance to step in front of the lens, the three of us, because if we'll be honest, most of our photos are me and Conley or Drew and Conley. And I wanted to make sure that we were really setting aside time. And it was super funny because the photographer we hired, she was one of my students in the past. She sent over this vision board and, and she had this great idea, like we should go to this specific spot and deliver and all these things. And and I actually wrote back and I said, honestly, can you just come over and like take pictures of our day? Like, I love the beautiful vision and I I love these Instagram beautiful moments, but I kind of just want to remember this season. And she showed up and we were still in our sweatpants and Conley was in her PJs and, and those photos matter the most. And, and the day that she came over, it was super gloomy out. And we had these plans to like go explore the city and And we ended up just jumping in the bathtub and giving Conley a bath and and creating these moments that were so real life. And so what I'd encourage you to do is, while you definitely want to put a little thought into this, maybe show up in a little more elevated way. I mean, my hair was curled. I don't curl my hair every day. 
try to make it as much you so that when you look back on those photos, you're not just like, oh, that photographer told me to stand that way and to do that thing. But you're like, no, this was that season. That was that moment. Think of the themes that you post about most commonly and and what topics you want to share. Set this scene to reflect those messages subtly but consistently. Like if you're super outdoorsy and you share about your adventures often, then get outside for your photo shoot. It wouldn't make sense to just post photos in your home or office. Or if you work from home and you have three kids, share what your space looks like and how you manage all the things. Like it's going to help your followers and your potential clients set you in your life. And that's so, so important. It really should be easy to come up with a plan for true to you content. Just think of hiring a photographer as investing in a professional to capture your normal everyday routine. That's a little bit elevated with a fresh set of eyes. A photographer will be able to capitalize on your ordinary life and come up with fun and creative ways to snap it and showcase it for the gram. For those who have been creating content for a long time, having another creative mind in the mix, it might just be what you need to revamp and refresh your approach by sharing original content. And I want to close this off with one more point here. I like to hire the same photographer or the same photographers. We went through a season where we were shot by all different people because we were hiring people when we were traveling. And while we got so many amazing images, their styles didn't always mesh. And and the way that they shot, it wasn't always on brand for me. And it kind of hindered me from sharing their images. And so if you can commit to this, if you're at a place where your budget can commit to this, what I would recommend is hire the same photographer for an entire year, whether that's quarterly or monthly or, or just one long shoot, but get consistency there because it's going to help you to consistently show up in a way that allows you to connect on a deeper level with your followers. Now, number four, step outside of your comfort zone. While it's important to get snapshots of you participating in your normal life, that doesn't mean that you can't get outside of your comfort zone. Really stretch yourself to get creative, to try new things, and continue learning the best way to visually share you, your goals, and your life. A few tactical tips for doing that. It all starts with figuring out what works best for you and then marrying that with some tried and true photography best practices. Good light. You can do a lot with edits, but good lighting isn't something that you can just slap on using a filter. Like we talked about before, natural lighting out of direct sunlight is the absolute best for getting stunning photos. Face the light so it illuminates all of your features. If your back is to the light, it's going to cast you in darkness and blow out the contrast, which is so not the goal. Aim for shooting at similar times of the day to keep consistency in the lighting. Taking photos at three in the afternoon looks a whole lot different than 9 a.m. I've shared how we've batched images before. Drew and I usually on Sundays after church, if I have to shoot any social media campaigns, we'll just shoot all the campaigns within one hour for the entire week. That way, everything's kind of consistent. It saves me time on editing. It helps for me to just get it all done at once. And lighting can make a huge difference. Next, get some human props, whether it's your spouse, your coworker, your assistant, your friend, your kiddos, your dogs. Don't be afraid to share the frame with some of your favorite people. Your followers are keeping up with you to get glimpses of your life. So while it's important that you show up in those little squares, it's also awesome to showcase the people who love and support you. Plus, having other people in the shot can make it a whole lot easier to relax, to share a genuine laugh, to create a special moment to capture. Next, create cohesion. 
We all know that Instagram is known for being a highlight reel. And I don't necessarily subscribe to that because for me, I feel like my truest self is when I share my wins and my losses and can connect with others through both the highs and the lows. But that doesn't mean that you can't create an aesthetic that is consistent and cohesive. It is a photo sharing app, right? Like your photos draw people in to read the connection, to take that action. Your photos should have some similarities amongst them. And a great way to do that is by using presets. So maybe you're wondering, well, what is a preset? Or you've heard about them, but you don't really understand it. You know, all those Instagram bloggers and influencers who pictures all have that same kind of tone. Maybe it's cool grays or whites or warm oranges or browns. When you look at their page, certain colors and tones immediately stand out to make it one uniform look across all the photos. I'm a photographer. I'm crazy about this. They often use something called a preset, which are edits crafted to create uniformity that you can apply to your photos. I have a set of 10 easy to use presets on my website, Shop Jenna Kutcher, and you can just pick them up. Like you can get all 10 for under $20. Like go peek at my Instagram profile to see what I'm talking about when I talk about consistency and uniform colors because I use my own presets to create that regularity. And I'm kind of a nut job. Like as a photographer, the way things look matters to me. But I want to give you the tools to help you create that consistency without making yourself feel paralyzed from moving forward. Lastly, limit distractions. When it's photo taking time, it's an extension of work for your brand and your business. So think of it as a time where you're working in the same way you'd chug along on website updates or brainstorming or project management. If you're a fan of time blocking, you know it can be helpful to remove any distractions, to crank out like an hour of work, and then take a 15-minute break or so. You can work on your photo content in a similar way. Just like you do when you sit down to answer emails or pitch yourself to brands, you're going to want to turn the TV off, put your phone on silent, get rid of any interruptions, and then work through creating that photo content. Now, here's my last tip. Go back through your archives. You probably have tons of photos of you that you've never shared, you've never publicized or promoted. Think of the last few years and how many celebrations you've attended or memories you've made with loved ones where someone was there snapping photos. I'll sometimes look through other people's photo streams because families and friends often have great and useful pictures of us that may be more candid and perfect opportunities for us to share a different kind of content on Instagram. On the other hand, they also have some pretty hilarious and not gram-worthy pics too. Even if it's from an event or a time that you've already posted about, as long as it's not back-to-back or within the same handful of posts, you should be solid. We'll take photos and I'll share that same setting, that same outfit. I'll just space it out a little bit. Like You can certainly post a few pictures with the same outfit, the same background, but my belief is that people enjoy seeing a variety, so just spread them out. Don't discount things because you're like, I already shared that. Share it in a different way. Share a different caption. Have a different call to action. It's content, guys. You're creating it. So use it. Now, here's my final note to you. I never post in real time on my feed ever. Never. It honestly just seems super stressful to do that. And I don't have time to really analyze things. Is this cohesive? Is it consistent? What is my overall grid going to look like? But it also doesn't give me the chance to ask myself, why does this photo matter? What do I really want to say here? What's the story behind this moment? How am I letting people in, inviting them into this? 
by not posting in real time, I can be a lot more intentional with my content and share not only photos that are different and meaningful, but also captions that are well thought out that deliver purpose to my audience. It allows me to provide value that is distinctive and diverse and share photos that don't all look the same. The point is, You don't have to have a professional photographer or a nice camera to get wonderful photos of yourself. You just have to step out and start trying. Get creative, get resourceful, use the people in your life who adore supporting you and take advantage of the tools you already have, like your phone and your self timer. Make small investments like on presets to create consistency or larger investments like hiring a photographer to outsource your imagery needs. You can even do a trade with another creative or a gold digger. They don't even have to be a photographer. Just start asking people in your network or even in the gold diggers Facebook group if they'd be interested in doing a photo swap, even if you're just taking phone photos. Photos that show you in your element will be easier to caption and let people into your life. And that is the greatest part about contributing your special and individual voice and face online, right? I'm going to leave you with this. Last night, Drew and I went to dinner and I had to shoot a campaign that's an influencer campaign. So I specifically thought about, okay, here's what I'm going to wear. Here's where I'm going to do this. I watched the lighting. I said, hey, Let's just run outside real quick. I just need you for two minutes. I had him stand in the exact place that I was going to stand. I had him stand in a similar pose. I took the photo. I made sure the settings were right. I framed it. He checked out what that photo looked like. And I said, okay, recreate that with me in there. And that's how we do it. Drew shoots about 90% of my content. He's never been a photographer. He's never second shot with me. But if I can help set him up for success, he's going to be far more likely to participate. And we're going to get the shot really quick and be able to move on. Now, I have a rule. Drew always laughs. But he'll take a few shots. I'll take a peek at them. And then I'll say, okay, three more photos, which basically means like 10 more. But then I tell him or I'm able to fix what I didn't like. So if I see a hair was out of place or my shirt was hanging weirdly, I'll fix it. And then he'll take, quote, three more photos. And then that's when we get the shot. So I just want to encourage you, show up. People want to see your face. People care about you. People want to know whose voice they're reading. People want to be able to place you in your life. And so the more that you can show up and get comfortable, the more that you can do that. And trust me when I say this, someday down the road, your loved ones are going to be so thankful that you're in these photos. There is so much of society telling us to shy away, to hang back, that we're not worthy, that we're not beautiful enough. And I want for you to start showing up in life. Take the dang photo, smile, show your face. If it doesn't matter to you someday, it'll matter to the people that love you the most. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And here's your challenge today. Post a photo of you, tag me in it so that I can get to know you and see your face and I get to engage with you, okay? So hop onto Instagram, tag me at Jenna Kutcher at Gold Digger Podcast. Tell your audience something about you and show your beautiful face. Because guess what? If no one told you this today, you're looking pretty fine. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.